Hi everybody, I'm Robin. I'm a compulsive overeater and a very happy member of Overeaters Anonymous. My top weight was 320. Now I weigh 175. I went up, um, that's an involved story. I'm a survivor of uh, brain frontal lobe, brain damage on the beverage program. I shove needles into my arm and I've pulled out all of that. I've taken the bottle out of my mouth. I don't smoke reefer, although that, you know, that's a little bit more, it makes you stupid. That's why I stopped. It, it's not a dangerous drug, I, I think, but it may, it made me stupid. That was my look. Anyway, I became disgusted with who I was. I went to an, uh, my first meeting was an OA meeting, and it was in April of 1st of 1983. Um, I told people, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll joke about it if, I, if it doesn't take, but regardless, I went in, and after the meeting, the, the secretary was in Glendale, said to me, well, Robin, what did you think? And my response was, well, you got a good thing going here. You imagine that arrogance. <laughs> A good thing going here, but I, I, I'm not, I don't have an illness. That's some sad sack stuff. I don't have an illness. I want to be told how to eat so I don't feel like a PIG. And that's not what it's about. But the the secretary said something I remember all my life. She said, Robin, if I may suggest and push back, you've been given something very valuable, and that is hope. You have been offered the idea that you can be helped. Not only can you be helped, our hands are open, and you deserve it. We deserve it. God wants you to be happy, joyous, and free. Uh, we cannot, then she said, we cannot subscribe to the belief that this life is a veil of tears, although it once was just that for many of us. And she didn't quote the whole thing, but I, I felt like, um, mm, oh, well, I'll see. And she told me, next time you go into a store, a grocery store, Go down the aisle of your favorite binge item and look at the food and try not to take it. And what I noticed was that I went down the aisle of uh, Ralph's and I noticed that in my mind, the food items stayed in my mind. I drove home and at home, I couldn't stop thinking about the food item. It stayed in my mind. And what happened was I went back the next day and I got the food item and ate 
enough till I was was sick. I had the problem at that time of, and it followed me for the longest damn time, and I am so happy that I don't have it a day at a time. I don't have it anymore of, um, of, um, my memory's failing me. Um, you swallow the stuff and you throw it back up. I'll remember it later, but I used to do that with regularity. Every night, it feels like a buzz saws on your insides, but I do it anyway. And I read the big book. I got a sponsor, and he told me, uh, we, he directed me to the part of the big book where it says, we have recovered, or recover, I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm getting better a day at a time. That's how I look at it. From a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, to show other addicts how we have our are, are alcoholics. Anyway, overeaters, I um, feel there's no difference. If I'm angry, if I'm hungry, angry, lonely, and tired, I'll be provoked to use the beverage program, the uh, pot, the food, whatever, and there's not much difference. I need help. That's what I need. This darling woman who's probably no longer with us named Jane Gray, she was able to speak to me in a way that I felt like I was part of and a human being and part of my my thing was that I felt like I was damaged goods, and I was damaged goods. I was very, very sick. People talk in program about being ghosts. I was dead. I was dead. I didn't have any life in me. I mean, I was, you know, bone thin and thought, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm, you know, the the ideal I had was, I'm an example of what it's like to be a rock and roller, you know, and what that was was dying. My last stop, I heard this in a meeting, my, my uh, bar, bottom is I die. That's my bottom is I'll wind up dead. And I thank God for my mom, who joined Al-Anon somewhere along the line, and she kicked me into a way. She said, um, Robin, there's something, um, there's a program that, you know, has a lot of ladies in it. And, you know, it says, I heard said, that whatever you think will make you better the most and think about the most, that's your higher power. Um, narcotics had been my higher power with that in mind. Um, uh, food had been my higher power, but it didn't work. It kept me sick. 
And when my when I heard there's ladies in this um, uh, meeting hall, I I didn't hesitate. It was almost like turning on a light switch. I said, "Yeah, okay, I'll go." And I took my sickness with me. I had the belief that if I only met, this is like 1988 we're talking about, if I only met the right lady, I wouldn't want to kill myself because by then I'd, I'd, I'd come to the admission that I knew I wanted to die. And um, I thought the answer to my problems was to get an attractive woman. And um, I met a woman who was later to become my wife. And we're coming up on, in 1992, um, December 22nd. So we're coming up on uh, 92, what is that? Figures, I'm not good at math, but it's 1992. It's been a while, and uh, I'll get to that, because you, um, I, I, uh, oh, Lord, I don't want to lose my train of thought. I was desperate. I would pray each night and say, God, please help me, kill me. I'm desperate. I'm sad. I married my wife. And uh, various things happened. I took um, medication that I thought would uh, do away with my unhappiness. And it helped me to eat. I mean, it, 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 you know, these meds are good for other people. They weren't good for me. That's when we're talking about 93, 94, 95. I put on several hundred pounds and ate like a runaway freight train. I mean, there's no way I would put down antidepressants. I'd be an ignorant creep if I did because they help people. But I put on a ton of weight. That was just individually my reaction. Um, People ask me, what do you think? Uh, should I take them? I mean, they're, and they say, you pray to God, you call me up every night, I'll work with you. You journal, you pray to God, you work the steps, you will be guided towards what you're supposed to do. So anyway, what do I want to say? i powerless over food. My life had become unmanageable. There are certain foods that one's too many and a hundred's not enough. I'd apply that to peanut butter and chocolate, and I won't, t I probably, there's a prohibition on food items at the meeting here, but I um, had to admit there were some foods that I just couldn't eat one of because it drove me crazy and produced a phenomenon of craving. Now you talk about, okay, the blueprint. 
for the way out from this is contained in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I noticed, interestingly, it's in Dr. Silkworth's opinion. Get the big book. Work on it with a sponsor. I'll give my number. And, um, well, I gave it already. I'll give it again at the end. Um, it's on page of XXX, the doctor's opinion. He talks about an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind that you drive yourself crazy. And that's what I was doing with food. And I only found relief from admitting this admitting that I was driving myself crazy and asking for We can't hear you. Um, Robin, this is the moderator, Tony. We can't hear you. Press star one to unmute. Well, maybe we may have to wait a minute and see if we can get back on. Maybe he got um, knocked off. Uh, it looks like he is online. Um, oh. He was unmuted. Okay, we'll give him, give him another minute to see if um, how much um how much time did he have left? Is, uh, he has six minutes left. Six minutes left. Okay, we'll give him another minute uh, to maybe get back on again. Um, and if if he doesn't, then we we'll, we'll just go on go on with the meeting. But I hope we can get back on. Okay, um, you know what, maybe uh, we're a little bit early for halftime, but um, is the recording still on? It probably is. Oh, yes, I guess can you stop the recording? Yes, it is. Okay, maybe stop it. You want me to stop it? Yeah, maybe stop it. Um, <laughs> 